Welcome to Rise and Align with me, Nicole, a podcast all about how extraordinary women are rising up in their lives and communities and aligning with their highest self. Hey, you guys, I'm really excited to share the podcast with you today, but before we get into it, I did want to offer just a trigger warning. I do talk about some pretty um, emotionally charged and heavy stuff in the podcast, so if you're feeling like today is a day that you're uh, emotionally charged as well, um, maybe maybe hold off on the podcast for a few um, so it's still, it's still beautiful conversation. It is just me, and I, I, I talk about some really fun and exciting things, and I do talk about some pretty emotionally charged, heavy stuff too. So I just wanted to offer a trigger warning for anybody out there um, that, that maybe is not in a place to receive that today. That being said, um, I'm, I'm excited to share the podcast with you today, and um, I'm... I'm grateful that I can be so vulnerable and transparent to such a a wonderful group of people, um, my listeners. So I'll go ahead and let, and let you guys get started with the podcast. Um, so here we go. Hey, you guys, happy Monday. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's my last podcast. Oh, I can't even believe it. I just, um, I feel like I've just been, on this trajectory, like on this, uh, I don't know, just, I have this groove and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, it's, it's my last podcast and it's, and it's all me. And, um, and I, I just, I have a lot of emotion around what this podcast has meant to me over the last 12 weeks. You know, it's three months, it's, um, a quarter of a year and, it's been really powerful for me to share the last three months with all of you. And um, I just want to really take the time to honor and appreciate you for listening um, and for being here and for sticking it through. You know, I've had, um, I've had people listen to the podcast and I've had people respond to the podcast and that really means a lot to me, you know, Um, and I've had some of the most amazing people that I could have ever wished for uh, to be a part of the podcast, you know, I had Misha, and she got to share her story, and Shay, and her powerful experience over the last year, and Sarah Spear, my soul sister, and my, you know, I feel like she's definitely my, my, uh, right-hand gal, and um, I was so grateful to be able to share her with you, and my amazing goal coach, Jackie Carr, um, Carol Worth, and just the force and power she is in the world, and my dear, dear friend, Mary, and everything that she is, and Melanie Klein, and the power that she is in yoga, and body image, and and then last week, uh, Lindsay Mickelson and the beautiful art she puts in the world and the voice that she gives for us warrior goddesses out there. I just, I'm amazed at the, oh my gosh, at the amazing women that I've had on the podcast over the last three months. It's just been such a gift. And um, the fact that you guys have been listening has been a real gift. I know for me, it's been um, like this, this thing that I do every week. And um, the last three months has 
been have been full of just so much change and transition and unknown and um I feel like the podcast has really kept me grounded you know having the accountability and the responsibility of doing this every Monday has really kept me grounded in my purpose and I I came across a term a couple weeks ago that just kind of came out of my mouth but I found that like my mission is my touchstone Um, and I go back to my touchstone and you know my mission is to encourage and empower women to rise in their lives and communities and align with their highest selves. And that, along with the podcast, has been my touchstone. And so if I go back to my mission, um, everything that I do in my life right now, I, 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 tr- I try to lead from that mission. Um, I talked a little bit about that when I talked about my values and my vision and goal work and how important it is for me to lead from that place. Um, and I feel like the podcast has allowed me to do that. And I really appreciate you guys for being here and for listening and for reaching out. Um, and for just giving me a space to talk about me, to share my people, um, and just to be so encouraging and supportive of, uh, of rising a line. You know, this is just this thing that I have inside of me that I put out into the world. And um, and I really love doing it. I've loved getting curious about people. I really, really loved it. And um, I love interviewing powerful people. And, and what I've found is there are ev- every woman, every woman that I encounter in my life is an extraordinary woman. <laughs> All of them are. Every single one of them. And uh, I could have every woman that I know on this podcast because they are, they do embody what Rise and Align means. And it's not just saved for this certain specific little group of women. It's like all of the women that I know and connect with and interact with in my daily life and on social media and, and whatever, all the people that I have in my life, all the women that I have in my life are rising and aligning and, um, in their own way. And I think that's what I got out of this most, um, is just such a, such a sincere respect and appreciation for women, man, we're some powerful fucking beings in the world. And I just, um, the podcast really opened my eyes to just how powerful us women really are. Um, so today I'm just going to give you a, a wrap up and kind of talk about my journey over the podcast and what it's meant to me and, and what's gone on. You know, there's been a lot that um, I've done in the last three months. You know, I first started recording the podcast on my, um, on my journey to my yoga teacher training in Palm Springs. And Um, I was living with my mother-in-law, my husband, my daughter, and I were living with my mother-in-law at the time, uh, because we were in this very transitional period of our life. I had just decided not to continue my education in archaeology, and, you know, that was after making a really big decision to move to Israel to do so, you know, living in Santa Barbara, California, and looking at my husband and saying, I want to sell everything that we own and and move to Israel so that I can pursue archaeology. That was a big deal. We sold everything and we moved in with my mother-in-law in Palm Springs until we were supposed to leave in September. 
And then six months before leaving, or excuse me, six weeks before leaving, looking at my husband and just saying, you know, this isn't right. This isn't my thing. This isn't my jam. I'm supposed to do something else. Um, and then working with, you know, finding Jackie Carr and working with her to find out what that was. You know, when I started working with Jackie Carr last July, I really wrote her an email that said, I'm, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing this archaeology thing, but it just isn't right. It's not, and I am, but I, I, and I, I know that I'm passionate and I know I have something more to give and I just need to find out what that is. And being on the first call with her last August, and I think the first thing that I said was, you know, I just, I just want to, I just want to find out what that passion is and I want to feel like I belong in the world. And after that first call series that I did with Jackie last August, my motto coming out of that, or my mantra, I guess I should say, is something I say at the end of every podcast, which is, I belong here now, you know, in whatever form that may look like. And then that transitioned into me doing my yoga teacher training, living with my mother-in-law in Joshua Tree, California, and my husband and my daughter and I sharing a little bedroom, and me doing a 10-week intensive yoga training, and within that, getting my trauma-informed certification for yoga practices that heal trauma. Um, and then through all of that, this, there, there came rise in a line. You know, we had this crazy political season and this, all this stuff came up during that. And at the same time, I was doing, you know, I was, I was thinking about rise and align and what I wanted it to be. And that's where the podcast came from. You know, it was just this desire to connect with extraordinary people who are doing amazing things in the world and reminding myself that there is good and there is hope and there is light out there. I needed that. And I wanted to share that with those around me. And I wanted to share the people that had given me that light and that hope. Um, and so that was rise and align. And I started recording you know, on my car rides to my yoga teacher training or in my bedroom. And then, you know, came the time of like, I, I graduated yoga teacher training and we had to decide what to do next. And we decided on what to do next was to move, you know, move to Spokane, Washington. I was born and raised here and I have a community that is, there are no words for the love that I have for the community here in, here in Spokane. Um, and my, my husband also, he's a, my husband's a filmmaker and he had the opportunity to come up to Washington and make a film. And so the last thing that I wanted to do was move back to my hometown in Spokane, Washington, because it, there was something about, you know, coming back here and that equated being a failure for some reason. And when I'd left in 2010, it was to become an archeologist. And so coming back to Spokane, walking away from archaeology and academics and really coming to Spokane and not knowing what that was going to look like, it was like there was it, it, there, my ego flared up and just said, well, what is this? What am I supposed to be doing? Why am I back here? Um, but something just felt like I was supposed to be back here and for myself and for my husband and for my daughter. Um, Spokane is a wonderful place to have a family and I have so many friends with children here and, and that was like the driving force for moving back. It was, I, I, I knew moving back was going to 
put our family in a position for Bodhi, my daughter, to really thrive in the community. And so that was, you know, that was a really interesting decision for me to make because I am, I am an extremely selfish human being and I am driven by what is going to advance my passions and dreams forward in the world. That was going to Israel, you know. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna drag my family to Israel with me, um, in order to pursue my dreams. And then coming to Spokane was the exact opposite of that. It was the exact opposite. It was like, what is best for our family? And that was a huge shift for me. Um, to open it up and say, what is good for my family? Not just me, but for my family. <clears throat> And um, coming to Spokane felt right. I didn't know what it was going to look like. We moved here. Um, we signed a lease on a home that we had never seen, uh, that we couldn't move into right away, so we stayed with family. We moved from beautiful Palm Springs, California, to Spokane, Washington, in the middle of one of the worst winters that they've had in years. I think our third day being here, it had to snow at least a foot. And uh, it's the end of March, and it's still fucking snowing, you guys. <laughs> but, but we came here, and um, and it was just a it, it was just a wild ride. Um, and as soon as we got to Spokane, it was like all these weird things started happening. Like I mean, like physically, like I started getting sick. Like you guys have heard on the podcast for the last two months, I've constantly been sick. And my husband was sick for almost a month and Bodhi got her first cold and it was just like, you know, can we just get a break physically, you know? And, um, and, you know, my husband's film wasn't quite working out the way that it was supposed to. And because I was so sick, I wasn't able to engage in the yoga community like I thought I should. And, um, and then we moved into our home in the middle of January where I'm actually sitting right now. I'm sitting in my little office in my basement um, recording my podcast. It's a big change from driving in a car or um, sitting on my bed. Uh, But we moved into our home in the middle of January, and um, my husband and I decided that it was time to start trying to have another baby because Spokane is a great place to raise a family. And we've always wanted to have a herd. We've always wanted to have a lot of children. And um, we figured that this was the time to do it. And so in the midst of us having the new house and starting to get settled here, we decided to start trying. And we got really lucky and we got pregnant the first try. And um, during that time, I think just a, right around a few days of, I can't remember what happened first, but around that same time, my dear friend, Sarah Beer, who you all met at the beginning of this month, or beginning of January, I should say, um, called me and said, I am the new executive director for a nonprofit called Pure Vita Recovery, and I want you to come aboard to be the director of women's programs. And my immediate response was, well, I'm pregnant, so I don't know what I can do. You know, I know that I can give myself as much as I can over the next six to nine months. Um, 
but you know, but yeah, fuck yeah, of course I'm there. I'm in. If if we are about encouraging and empowering women to rise in their lives and communities and align with their highest selves, I'm there. Um, and so Pure Vita Recovery at that time when we were coming on was an active sober community um, that offered fitness classes and open gym time and um, all for people in recovery. You know, the only requirement was that they have 48 hours of sobriety and everything was free to them. So, um, but Sarah and I were tasked with coming in and making Pure Vita sustainable, making it accessible, and kind of broadening what we offer to people. And I came in and I looked around and I, I was just like immediately terrified. Like, what did I get myself into? Because I do this thing where I go back to I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. I'm not certified enough. I'm not fit enough. I'm not, an, I'm, I'm, just, I'm not enough to be here. I don't have enough to do this. And so I got scared. And I was also pregnant. You know, I, I had all those emotions going on about what am I supposed to do. And, but I just kept showing up. I wanted to leave. Every day I wanted to leave because I figured I, I can't. I, there's got to be somebody else out there in the world that can do a better job than I can at this. I'm not qualified enough. And there's got to be someone else out there that could do, probably do a better job and be more successful. But Sarah asked me. And she continued to ask me, and she continued to remind me of my word and how important I am and how, and the great, the, the great greatness that we can provide for peer Vita recovery. Um, and so I just kept showing up, and, um, and then throughout, um, you know, when, I first, when we first moved to Spokane, right around the time I found out that I was pregnant, I, start, I, I did start to get a little bit of a yoga community. And then when I found out I was pregnant, I did step away from that. I was doing um, hot yoga. <laughs> and I don't know if some of you know this, but you know, doing hot yoga can be dangerous for a fetus. So I kind of, I stepped away from that. I, I lightened up my yoga practice a bit. Um, and I didn't really get myself grounded in that yoga community that I was hoping for. So there again, I have this thing that I'm not good enough because I'm not connecting with the yoga community in Spokane. Granted, I'm pregnant and I've been here for, you know, now I've officially been here for, I think, seven weeks. And I don't understand, like in my head, I think I should get here and I should automatically have all of that set up in place, ready to go. Um, Instead of giving myself the time and space to really be a beginner. And that's one thing that my beautiful, beautiful go coach Jackie Carr reminded me that I get to be a beginner. And I actually have it on a huge pink post-it up on my wall right next to me that says, be a beginner, don't miss out on this stage. Because this is the important stuff. This is the foundation that I lay for everything else that's coming my way. so we, we had our house, and I was pregnant, and I was all of a sudden this director of women's programming at this nonprofit, and I was like, holy fucking shit. How does this happen? How does this go from not knowing a goddamn thing in August of 2016 and then being here now? Um, it's really overwhelming because I, I do the footwork, but the rest of it is manifested by the universe, and 
I love this podcast because Melanie Klein and I talked about this in our interview or in our conversation a couple of weeks ago where if I have a plan and I have to execute and I have it all planned out A to Z, all of the steps that it's going to take to get there and everything that I think that I'm going to do, that plan is going to sell me short. And one thing that Melanie said that sticks with me is I've gotten really great at manifesting over the course of my life. And I feel like that is what I've transitioned to is this idea of manifesting. (laughs) And for me, in my mind, that allows me to always be a beginner. Because if I come from that place of being a beginner, you know, when I'm beginning something, I don't have a plan in my head. I don't have all the answers. I don't know what to do. I don't have any of that. So I'm like just this blank slate coming to the universe and saying, all right, universe, I am a beginner. What do I do? And then I get to search out the experts. I get to search out the people that have done it before. I get to be open to failing and knowing that those failures are real gifts. Um, And so I've just been in this place of being a beginner and manifesting. And I just have to keep going back to that because I do get really overwhelmed. And I get scared. And I don't know, again, if I'm the best person for the job. (laughs) Like... I don't know if I'm the person that's qualified to do this, but I do it because the universe presents these opportunities for me. The universe presents the director of women's programming and, 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 you know, and it's really just creating, you know, safe and comfortable spaces for women to come to Pure Vita Recovery and experience wellness programs. And that's what I, that's my passion. Healing trauma with yoga is my passion. A yoga practice that empowers and encourages women is my passion. Creating a space for women to thrive, that's my passion. And so you'd think that I would just be like, yeah, let's do this. But like my first reaction is absolute terror. Absolute terror. And I want to climb in my bed and throw the covers over me and watch Netflix for the rest of my life. <laughs> that is my go-to response. Like I have like 24 hours of that, maybe even longer, before I actually am reminded that I can do good in the world and that I am enough and I am the person for the job because there is someone out there who is going to hear me in a different way that they hear other people. You know, Carol Worth says, God didn't make any extra people. And to me, that means that I was put here for a reason. There is no one else that can lead a yoga class for me. I am the only person that can lead Nicole Lang's yoga class. I am the only person that can tell my story. You know, and so as long as I remember that, my sweet, sweet husband reminds me that quite frequently. Um, And so it's been a lot of like self-doubt. Like self-doubt is the first thing that I do. Someday that's going to change. I maybe, I hope, Um, but it hasn't yet. It's still the first thing that I go to is self-doubt. So coming on to Pure Vita Recovery has been just this, it's been more for me so far than it's been for the women that I'm helping, but I am very excited because we do have some wonderful programs for women coming up in February, in March, um, we have a women's yoga class. I'm going to be teaching my first yoga classes in Spokane, which obviously I'm terrified of. 
but anybody in Spokane, Washington, if you want to head down to Pier Vita Recovery on uh, Wednesday at 1.30, I'll be teaching. I'm a little terrified, um, but I'll be there, and I'm just going to let myself be a beginner, and I'm going to let myself make mistakes um, and just embrace them. So, you know, I, I am doing good at Pier Vita Recovery, and then it gets bigger than that. You know, I get a phone call, and it's somebody that says, you know, let's bring, let's bring, these, let's bring these yoga classes into young girls at a middle school that's struggling. Or would you be interested in working with probation, with young women from probation to offer them life skills <laughs> that you offer? And my first, my, my mouth just says yes. Like I just say yes because I know deep down that's what I want to do. And inside I'm fighting that self-doubt and terror the entire way. So it's been a really... It's been a really powerful experience to go from not knowing anything last August to having these opportunities now and continuing to just fight through that fear. And, um, but knowing that I get to do good and I'm really excited about all the opportunities that are being, present, being presented to me. Um, and during this whole time, you know, here I have this little... This little baby that's growing inside of me that um, I'm constantly thinking about. For one, it's making me tired and a little nauseous. And I'm also trying to figure out how am I going to navigate? How am I going to navigate this? How am I going to navigate being pregnant and, you know, offering these services and being this person? And I knew that I could do it. I knew that I could do it. And um, I was just giving myself space to to feel all of the feelings and I was giving myself permission to rest and I was giving myself permission to work and um, mostly resting. And then, um, you know, a week and a half ago, last Friday, all of a sudden something felt different. I woke up that morning and every morning I'd wake up and I'd talk to the baby and Bodhi and I would sit on the couch in the morning and we would look at the bump the app, the bump, and look at the baby and what was growing. And, you know, we'd look at the arms and we would see the little heart forming and Bodhi would play with the baby. And something just felt different that day. I woke up and something felt weird. And in the middle of the day, I noticed that I would started bleeding a little bit. Nothing abnormal. I remember with my first pregnancy, um... I bled, and I remember I freaked out, and I went to the ER, and, and the doctor said, oh, you're having a threatened miscarriage. Um, and there was nothing to worry about. They took my blood, and, you know, my, my hormone levels were normal. But he said, you know, come back in three days so we can check. And I came back in three days, and my hormone levels had tripled, and everything was fine. You know, everything was fine. So when the bleeding started this time, I really wasn't concerned. I was like, oh, this happened last time. So I did call my doctor and I let her know what was going on. And then, and then the day progressed and I started to feel a little bit of pain. And the bleeding really progressed. And then it was like, and then I knew. I knew something was wrong. And I called the doctor and she said, 
I don't want you going to the ER because there's really nothing they can do for you. So rest and come and see me Monday. And I did. I rested and I <clears throat> saw her Monday. And she took my hormone levels and she said, we'll get the information back, but why don't you go and get an ultrasound in the meantime? And just to check on the baby, just to see how things are doing. And so my husband and I went that afternoon to get an ultrasound. And by that time, I was seven weeks along. And I knew what an ultrasound should look like at seven weeks. You know, like I know what you should see. And the sweet, sweet ultrasound tech, she just couldn't find anything. My husband and I looked at each other and we knew what we should have been seeing and what we weren't seeing. You know, we knew what we weren't seeing. And I knew, I knew before that, you know, you just know, you just know. And so I knew before that moment that she told me that there was no baby. But it's seeing it on a screen and confirming it, you know, having that reality was devastating. And um, so a week ago today, uh, we confirmed that we lost our baby. And I just, I didn't get angry at God or the universe, you know. There was nothing that I could have done to make it not happen or to make it different. Um, it's just, I still can't even put my finger on what I feel other than just a complete sense of loss. And, you know, my husband and I, we did tell people that I was pregnant because I believe in community and I believe in connection and I believe in sharing pain. And so I talk a lot about that on my podcast and with the people around me and, and I wanted to live that as hard as it was because I can tell you, going into that pregnancy, I did, <laughs> it didn't even occur to me that that could happen. That I could, that I, it didn't even cross my mind that I was going to lose the baby. I remember being terrified of that with my first. But with this one, there was just no, it just didn't cross my mind. And so... When it happened and we had to start telling people, it was just that thing of like, okay, I'm going to connect and I'm going to share this pain because I know, I know from the work that I've done with trauma and healing trauma, <clears throat> that sharing our stories is what heals and having a community around us is what heals us. 
Isolating never heals me. Keeping secrets never heals me. Connecting heals me. Telling a friend that I had a miscarriage and her saying, Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. Heals me. Or having a friend say, You know, it happened to me too. Allows me to connect and it heals both of us. I'm still devastated about the baby. And I don't know when that's going to go away. And I don't know if it's going to. But I know the more I talk about it, the easier it gets. And I know that if I kept it in, I wouldn't heal. I wouldn't be able to move forward. So I honor the little spirit that was inside me. And I'm honoring that spirit by continuing to go out into the world and spread love and light and and be the mother that I'm supposed to be for Bodhi, be the woman that I'm supposed to be in the world. And fighting through the fear because, you know, all the fear that I have around my self-worth can be paralyzing. But I feel like I have experienced the worst for me so far. And I'm going to say I've experienced the worst thing that I've ever experienced. And like I didn't, I, I like I lived. I didn't shatter. I'm not broken. And so I can use that to propel myself forward and know the worst thing happened. And I'm okay. So when it comes to everything else in the world, when it comes to the self-doubt that I experience in that, I just need to fucking go for it. Oh man, it's been a real, real wild ride. It's been a journey. These last three months have been such a journey. And I could have never imagined that this is where I was going to end up. Never. (laughs) I never would have imagined that I would be talking about miscarrying on the last podcast. Um, But that's the beauty of life. And the beauty of not knowing. Uh, Because if I would have known that that would have been this podcast, none of it probably would have happened. If I would have known like the heartache and the pain that I was going to experience this last week and then share about it on this podcast, I wouldn't have done it. 
I wouldn't have tried to have a baby. I wouldn't have been so transparent and honest. I wouldn't have started the podcast because I would have been terrified of sharing myself in this way to you. You know, my husband was a little hesitant about me sharing about the miscarriage on the podcast because, you know, you never know what people are going to say and you never know who's going to listen. But all I know is that right now I am sitting in my office (laughs) with my beautiful gold unicorn lamp, my Rise and Align mug, and my We Are One photo from the beautiful Lindsay Mickelson, my warrior goddess at my desk. And I am talking to the people in the world that love me about what's on the inside. It takes courage. Courage is a heart word. And I believe it really is showing yourself with your whole heart. And so that's what this is. Um, And I'm also reaching out because I connect and I want to hear your stories and your experience. And if anybody out there is willing to share their experience with me, share with me. So I know it got really heavy and I knew that it was going to. And that's why I warned you at the beginning of the podcast. (laughs) That's why I warned it's a little trigger warning at the beginning of the podcast. So, I mean, I just, I'm so grateful for this experience. This is life. This is my life. This is what it means to rise and align for me. The last three months has just been such an amazing experience. And I'm just so grateful to all of you for being a part of it and for being so open and responsive and loving. And I've decided to commit to a season two. I'm going to take six weeks off. So over that six weeks, if you want to re-listen to all the shows again, go for it. Or maybe find a new podcast and share it with me and let me know how much you love it. Um, Season two will begin in April. And what do you know? I already have the interviews. (laughs) I'm really excited for season two. Um... I have some really exciting people to share with you. There are a lot of really amazing people in this world. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, all of the women that I come across are extraordinary. So I have a lot of women that I can share with you. I just want to thank you for being here and for listening and for listening to me and for helping me heal and for helping me become the person that I am today. Without you, there's no rise in a line. Without you, there is no healing for me. Without you, there is no me. So thank you all so much for being a part of my life over the last 12 weeks. You know how to find me. You can find me on Facebook at either Nicole Lang or Rise in a Line. You can find me on my website, riseandalign.com. You can email me at Nicole at Rise and Align. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Rise and Align with Nicole. 
And I just thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of season one. And uh, thank you for meeting me where I'm at. I want to give another shout out to all of the women that were on the podcast this season. I mean, it wouldn't be what it is without every single one of you. And you all are absolutely amazing. So I just, I want to thank Misha. I mean, you know how much you mean to me. And without you, I would not be who I am. I want to thank Shay for sharing her beautiful, amazing story. I want to thank Sarah Spear for trusting her struggle and sharing that with us. And uh, Jackie Carr, I don't know where I would be without you. Carol Worth. Your joy and your light just lights up my life, and I'm so grateful that you are another human on this earth that I get to share space with. Mary Smith, uh, there are no words. You are my soul sister, and I love you. And thank you for doing what you do for me on every day, any day, every day. Melanie Klein, thank you for the good that you're putting out in the world. I admire you. I look up to you. I hope to be you <laughs> if I decide to grow up. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your journey with the Yoga and Body Image Coalition with us. And thank you for sharing that with the world. And Lindsay Mickelson, holy Moses, sweetheart, you are the warrior goddess for sure. And I appreciate your art and your vulnerability and your authenticity. Thank each and every one of you for listening. Have a beautiful, beautiful day, and I will meet you back here in April for Season 2 of Rise and Align. Okay, just one more thing before we go. I want to leave you with this simple reminder that you are beautiful, you are magical, you are capable, you are wonderful, and you belong here now.